Right, so you just said, Rob, that your your Manx didn't really start till the following year because of the bad luck that you had in, in the first year at the Manx. Yeah, so we, yeah, a bit of bad luck and um, maybe the pressure, preparation beforehand with it be the deal coming on yeah. so late and um, the weather wasn't great, so we didn't get that many practice laps. and Just one thing after another. So for 13, we got, uh, I was going to take me, well, I did take me my own 600 over, which was one of the, you know, I kind of wish I'd took that in 12 because I was familiar with the bike and I could have kind of just concentrated on the circuit rather than a bike and circuit, mm. you know, all being new. So, yeah, we, we got, um, yeah, took that over and an ER650, which was belonged to Brian Scott, he said, you know, just, just take that, use it. And, you know, it was nothing, the bike was nothing fancy. It still had like the standard front forks in. Mm. They, they'd been done by Maxton and a Maxton shot. The engine had had like a little bit done to it, but it weren't massive power. Uh, but I got on it after the 600 and I thought, this is mint. You know, I can hold it flat out. And mm. I learned a lot on that bike. Easy. And we, yeah, to ride, yeah. Yeah. But in the, uh, in the super twin race in 13, we had, uh, the weather weren't great then. Like the mist came in on the mountain. So I caught, um, was it Colin Stevenson I think over them uh, caught him up and then was going through and you know when you kind of know what's coming next but you just don't know when it was like <laughs> the mist was that thick and I was watching him 50p in and I'm doing the same how far in front of you could you see uh not far at all yeah. no I wouldn't say if I said 50 yards that would be you know the, the when, maximum I, when I, I was see. learning those seven because obviously you know Gary doesn't let anything go now no. which is fair play yeah um but when i was learning those seven some of the practice laps we had to ride back over to get back yeah. to bait when when the weather was like that because yeah. it come in really quick the clouds and oh, you can't believe how no. back in the early day joey's time and so That's on it. when they yeah. used to race full on yeah when oh, it was wet and misty as well it's, yeah it's mm. not uh, it, no, it, it would have took that. some doing but like you say now with the way the tt is you know if you've if it's misty or, or wet you're not going no. you know which it, it takes a lot of pressure off the riders yeah. because you you're with the the power bikes on now and stuff like that i don't think you could do it anyway you know you'd be no. you'd be really up against it so that's uh definitely a good a good call by so, the organizers did you find it easy to learn or hard um the, would, the tt course i would say i learned more in a few laps in 13 than i did like more than all the preparation I'd done before and and in 2012, just because I, I had an idea of where things went and I picked it up really quick. And in me, what I would call my first year in 13, I got the um, finished third, yeah. you know, got on the podium. So that was like, it was amazing because I didn't expect it. No one else really expected it because it, yeah. So that was really good. And I, I don't know where I finished on the 600, possibly eighth, something like that. But, um, yeah, so it kind of it picked up really quick from there because we went back the year after. Which with, bike on the podium? On the Super Twin. Super Twin. Yeah. yeah. So that was, um, yeah, it was a good uh, a good feeling that, and obviously once you've had it once, it's you want to do it again, don't you? The carrot was dangled. <laughs> <laughs> it was. So yeah, the the year after we, I thought I know what I can do here. You know, we, we've got to try and improve. So we got a a better engine for my six hundred, the better engine for the Twin. And it all just fell apart. That just a, a week before, my dad was doing a race at uh, at Aintree and had an accident, and he he broke his I think it was his ankle or his leg, his pelvis. It was in a real bad way. Yeah. So he still came the the Isle of Man with us somehow, you know. And um, but he he was you know no use on the spanners or the pits or anything like that. So we 
the you know the team and, uh, and sorry mate to put in but was uh your dad doing the tt then or nothing at the banks was he just um, gonna be... just the tt yeah, yeah. so we'd already sorry, run the yeah. tt and he was just doing a race after it and yeah i think through through no fault of his own someone cut across and Aye. you know he, he was off and, and really badly injured so he still came with us uh but was sat in the grandstand so we had um yeah, we we'd improved both bikes for for that uh, that year, and we went out in the junior, and the bike it felt really good. And I set off number nine, and I caught a few lads up, and I thought it's going all right this like. And we came in the pits, and one of the uh, the lads Philly says you you're leading by fourteen seconds. You don't need to go any quicker than that. I'm like right sound. So, just as he said that, the fella I can't remember who it was was on the fuel gun. And he's like that in the tank, and I'm just talking and having a drink and stuff. There's nothing coming out the fuel gun, and he he picked the wrong one up. But by the time he'd realised, like I think about forty seconds had gone by, something like that. So he thought fuel was coming out. Yeah, he must. He, just, he grabbed the wrong one, and like there must have been a bit left in, like maybe a liter or something. Yeah, yeah. So it started coming out, stopped. So like there's a a mass panic, load of shouting. I'm like, oh great. So we dropped right down to tenth, and I ended up finishing fourth, I think, in that race. Oh, so you know that was that was that disaster done. So then later that afternoon, I thought, right, I, that was mine that race. You know, I, we was on it. So super twin race later on. Um, I think we would swapped engines or something or gearing, and it was windy. So set off, um, and by the end of lap two, I was leading that race by a decent enough margin, like maybe eight seconds, something like that. Got to Ilbury and it conked out, ran out of fuel. So I was like, what have I got to do here? <laughs> so then we waited till the end of the week and, um, you know, obviously a bit a bit fuming-like and got to the senior and the conditions weren't ideal, um, you know, which was happened quite a lot back then, but we, we cracked on. I was in a good race with uh, Andy Saw, who ended up winning, um, and Mike... Mike Malloy, I think his name was the know, New Zealand liar. Yeah. Kiwi. That's him, yeah. Pilot. Yeah. yeah. So we was all in a good uh, close battle. And uh, I think it was lap three, maybe the last lap. I just took the lead at, uh, at Balaf and it got red flagged. So we went back to like the, the, you know, the finish line or the last completed lap and it dropped me back to third. So... Yeah, it was the year that should have been, but never was. You know, you couldn't so, buy a win. No, I couldn't. So say. that was that was that. But you know, that said, like I had a lot of respect for Andy, and sadly he died in I think sixteen at the TT, and so I couldn't have uh, kind of lost to a better lad. You know, yeah. it, you know, we respected each other and stuff like that. So I was happy for him, but yeah, gutted for myself overall that year. So we had to wait twelve months. There's there, there's a million different questions I've got. I just I just enjoy listening to what you got to say, and mm -hmm. there's there's loads of stuff I want to kind of ask. But um, just going back briefly to to like the start of your your road career, you 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 kind of talk about it as if if it was you know a club rider just going from Mallory Park to Donington to Cadwell. Just they're just new tracks, but yeah. you're going from a completely different discipline when you went and raced at the Belown circuit. Yeah. Same with the Manx mm -hmm. as well. Like. Do you ever think to yourself that this is a completely different discipline? You have to think about this race a different way, and then on top of it, the dangers that are inherent at yeah. the TT and, and the road circuits. I would say I only realised the massive difference back in '09 when I actually went to the Belone course and felt the bumps and 
seen the walls how close they were up until that point it i was a bit maybe blase about it and just thought it's another mm. race you know yeah. i've done hundreds before i'm you know it's nothing different had you done any other road races in that time no nothing no, no nothing, not nothing just the yeah the the Boulogne course was my first ever roads experience and then yeah it was three years later when we went to the manx so yeah. it was kind of straight into it but luckily like for the for the manx we kind of picked it up pretty quick after that first year you know so it's it was a quick progression but like i say it is a completely different discipline and mm. i would say after that's when my racing kind of view changed because you in 12 i think it was we was battling for the the entry club championship and we got back after the manx or it might have been 13 i can't remember got back and it happens every year i've no interest in short circuit racing <laughs> You know, up until that point, we can go like this year. We went to Spain, and I'm I'm into it, and we go and do a couple of races. I'm bang into the short circuit races and all that. After the TT or Manx, as it was, it's like someone's released the valve on a compressor, and it's just like <laughs> deflated me. And I'm just like, this does not interest me. You know, it it takes some building back up to. So mm -hmm. now, like we went to, we've done a couple of Scarborough since the TT, and now we're building. Well, the the Southern Hundred that unfortunately, you know what happened there. We never got to race the. Now we're building towards the Manx. I'm buzzing for that. But as soon as we come to after that, if someone says, like, there's a race meeting on at Ulton Park, do you want to go and do it? I'm like, if I have to, I will. You know, but. Bloody hell, yeah. You know, so it's like, it kind of ruins the short circuit racing for me because I'm just not that, you know, into it. And I can see why, like, after the TT, as you, I don't know what the reason was, but like, Peter Hickman, he went to Knock Hill and. He was well down the order. I don't know if there was a problem with him, the bike, or, or what it was, but I thought that you know I can see where that you know I understand that. There's you know. just no 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 inspiration it's to go just and do so, it. It's just so different. It, after you, is it tame? Too tame? Do you not feel the danger? Or I think it's just so different. Right. You know, like if you if you go from just an example from uh, like Ren Cullen through all through that section to you know just as far as you can go, you you're going so fast you muscling the bike as much as you can but then you go to you know just say Alton Park you go into the first corner you stop it you turn you fire out of it and it's like you you never get in that rhythm or oh, that's how I feel about it you know it, that you're wrestling the bike that you're fighting yeah, the bike it, and it the track just, yeah, yeah. It, it is just so maybe tamed down or just not as exciting you know so and yeah just struggle getting into that mindset of of what you've got to do you know to, to go quick I, I don't know maybe it's just me being weird but so, so before, <laughs> before we talk about your debut into the TT because I want to know how different it felt going from the mics to the the TT yeah um in fact let's talk about that now because I completely forgot what I was gonna <laughs> ah, good lad I, I forgot what I was gonna ask you now yeah so yeah let's dealing go. with the professionals now aren't <laughs> I? edit edit that out I had a really do you know don't what? you dare edit that out <laughs> that it was a really insightful question as well so <laughs> about wrestling and it'll, it'll come back to you and Macau I can't remember mud wrestling <laughs> So yeah, fifteen <laughs> Manx winner. Yeah. As Chris asked, how different was it coming from the Manx to the to the to the TT? Um so I wish I'd kind of I wish that twenty fourteen, I wish everything had gone to plan and it, obviously to win three races that week would have been amazing. But if I'd got one, then I'd have gone to the TT I would think in fifteen. So fifteen, it was like it weren't that enjoyable at the Manx because I thought Everyone around me and anyone who, who knew anything thought he's starting off at number one. He can win that race. He already got it won before I'd set off. And I was like, that's what I thought everyone 
thought. So I had to kind of uh, get my finger out and win that super twin race, you know, which that week it, it worked out all right. Cause I had a first, second and third, you know, so it was on the podium every race and, and it worked out right. But if it had all gone belly up, then I'd have looked like a right knob, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, going from, from that, you kind of, you know, it's been said before, like uh, the Manx, you're a, a big fish in a small pond. Then you go to the TT as a, for your first time, you're a small fish in a big pond, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You know, so we starting off at number one at the Manx and then on the my first TT, I think it was number 51. Cool, so like, you yeah. know, you're like, it's yeah. like a, a complete same circuit, but a complete different, um, different event. So it didn't really work out that year. Uh, at the and a lot, a lot of fast lads there as well. Well, yeah, one or two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you, yeah. Did you? So did you feel like you were out of your depth? Did you feel a little bit intimidated by uh, a little, the lads or not? Possibly a little bit. Yeah. Um, based on we had a Suzuki Superbike, which you know, going the maybe we didn't do enough testing on it um, at that time. You know, before the TT, and you you go with a it was a Suzuki, uh, probably hundred and ninety horsepower, and it. I didn't really understand at that point. It was my first uh, big bike that I'd ever rode, so I didn't understand what it took to make a big bike work around there or or how to ride it. I was probably still riding it like a six hundred, and it had me out the seat. And you know, people, a couple of people came around and made comments about how out of shape I was in a few places. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sat on it, or, or not, as the case was. You don't have to yeah. tell me. <laughs> um, so yeah, that it, it didn't uh, it. It didn't work results-wise or anything, and then we had a, a problem with the in the six hundred race. We had um, a technical disqualification, um, so you, that was. Were you cheating? I wouldn't oh. say cheating. We were seven years ahead of the game. We was running the current Super Sport rules like right, seven okay. years ago. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now you would so have been fine with it. You would have been right. fine with it, but. Um, yeah, so that was kind of the end of that, and then I slipped off at, at Ramsey Irpin on the Super Twin. You know, I think if you're going to have a crash, at least make it spectacular or something. <laughs> no. You know, just so I, that it just yeah, it, it weren't a great first TT experience. You know, and it went through lack of trying. You know, the team beforehand had, had put a lot into it, and the the bikes were as right as we could get them. Uh, it just yeah, it, it weren't right. So yeah. Going from uh, going from the highs of three podiums in the week in fifteen to you know an early bath in sixteen weren't weren't great. So yeah, yeah, there's a yeah so many ifs and buts in there. You, know, it's, it's, you look at your career though, and you don't. If you think back to what we said in part one, when you were when you said you didn't really have ideas of where you wanted to get to, but you always found the next step. You always found yeah. the next step. It seems like you're still finding steps. So come all the way to, to 2023 yeah. and there's there's loads in between that but you're, you're going faster than you've ever gone 130 yeah. mile an hour that's it like a, like a fine wine vintage <laughs> you uh, you seem to favour the smaller CC bikes yeah. I think looking in from the outside because I didn't know that much about you really until did yeah. some homework for this or your dad to that, to that I've known your dad for years but yeah. not really yeah um, you just concentrate on your own stuff you know? yeah um, but obviously, you know, you've been fast on the Super Twin. You've had three years with a Defabet, you know, yeah. with, um, um, you know, Horney and them guys. And uh, yeah. good, good setup. And, yeah. And brought a lot of top riders through. And and good bikes, you know, mm -hmm. fast bikes, especially in the Super Twin, Super Twin mm -hmm. class. But do you still feel that one on the smaller bikes? And is the bigger bike always been? I know you've gone better this year in 23, yeah. you know, um, another personal best and so on and, and a better result. 
on the big bikes, but it's do you always expect to get your better results on the little ones? For me personally, um, like where I am with my you know racing days at, at the minute, I think I wanna I want to try and excel a bit more on the big bikes. That's the the difficult class. That's the one that stands out. And yeah, like the the smaller bikes, the the super twin and things like that. Like this year, the TT we started off at number five. Unfortunately, on that bike we which was you know we've done the best we can with it over winter since we got it. It was supplied by KH Commercials, Kevin and Kate Icky. They came on board and and supplied us with the bike. And the first, I think it was the first nice practice or first day. We lost the engine in that, you know, it, I'm not sure what, I think it spun a shell or something like that. And so that was kind of, it was on the back foot straight away. So uh, the engine we ran the rest of the practice week and in the races was out of my dad's super twin, which was all right. You know, it just lacked a bit of top speed. So we, I tried as, we had a problem in the first race with a bit of a misfire. So I got round, you know, rode it as hard as I could and we got a result, which was fine you know a lot of people break down in that class yeah. don't they so that's how, how you can kind of excel in in a way so the second race we fixed the misfire um still lacking a bit of top speed but i'd did my personal best fastest ever lap on a super twin which was good you know it being our own bike and it was like 118 ish when we were still you know eight to ten mile an hour down on on the fast twins you know so uh, there's no reason why that couldn't have been pushing towards the podium we yeah. i think we finished fifth in the in the super twin race in the second one so that i really enjoyed the the last couple of laps it's just the the bit i kind of struggle with is jumping from bike to bike you know like if you get off a big bike and then onto a super twin if you ride a, a super twin like a big bike you're going to go slow if you ride a big bike like a super twin you're going to hurt yourself so it's like <laughs> yeah. juggling between isn't it you know you you've got to switch pretty quick and um yeah so we it did. We did go all right on the on the twin and the the six hundred. If you class that as a smaller bike, we went faster than we ever have on on our own bike. Again, this year we've kind of um, set SMT racing up as as our own job with Robin Croft, and yep. we've got three different sponsors. Like I say, KH Commercial with a twin VRS recovery, Sean and Claude Dawson who've supplied that bike with a the spur engine, and everything's been done as best as we possibly can. It doesn't always work out like it's not always a furry tale is it you know just because you've got two new engines for that bike it doesn't work that way but that was it's been a massive effort um um this year you know we set personal best on the twin the 600 and the big bike so with the work involved over winter and stuff like that it's kind of good to reward the full team with that kind of uh result even though yeah we've got couple of scrap engines in the back of the truck and a, <laughs> and a trash bike but uh, other than that it was a great week you know <laughs> so what's what's it going to take what what is it going to take to get where you need to get to on the on the superbike is it rider or is it both um, with the bike, way the, i think it, there's a bit of both but i think the way the big bikes are now like the honda fireblades are a fantastic bike when you convert it into super stock spec all right the you know the, they're not a cheap bike but you get it to race spec and we've went to uh we've been working closer with maxton suspension we've run it on all all three of our bikes this year and richard's great with his advice and um and help and stuff like that he'll tell us what what area we need to be in and we we tried a few things with the big bike which he 
you know, kind of worked out at the, the Northwest 200 and it didn't work for me. So we kind of went back to what we knew, which suited me. Um, so yeah, I think with the answer to your question there, I think there's more, probably more for myself. You know, if you put uh, Michael Dunlop on my super stock bike, I think he would, he wouldn't be far off at all with what he's doing on his own super stock yeah. bike. You know, like they're all very, they're within um, probably a similar horsepower. Yeah. They're, they're all pushing out to, you know, nearly 220 horsepower as a super stock bike. So it's all just down to your setup and, and riding them hard. So that's, um, I would say, I mean, we can make improvements. We, we've got a few ideas for over the winter because we'll be with uh, SMT Racing next year. Um, I was going to ask that. Same, so, cool. same job yeah. again. So it, you know, we'll. I think we'll have pretty much all the same bikes again. So, obviously, things need discussing and weighing up over winter. And, um, but yeah, everyone this year for the TT and beforehand, even though we've had disasters, we lost a, an engine on each bike at the TT. So everyone, like you know, um, my dad borrowed me his engine, uh, one of Sean's engines for the R6, and Robin got another engine for the the Fireblade, which is you know going above and beyond what everyone. I always say like you with racing or whatever you're doing there's only so many thousands of pounds someone's got no matter who you are <laughs> yeah. you know you you can't just keep throwing at it can you nope so it's you not know, a bottomless pit no it's no. not so yeah robin supplied the the fire blade which was brilliant and, and the spurs and things like that and then so right that's that's that bike sorted away you go and then we have problems and then and then i smash it up and then we you know but he's still stepping in and doing more than what he said he would would do or could do, you know. So talk us through it. The uh... the crash. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was on about the engine blow up there. <laughs> talk, talk us through the crash. So yeah, so, superbike. No practice week had all gone gone really well on the the SMT Fireblade, and uh, we, I'd done not done many laps following anyone. I was doing my own thing. We, you know, it's a new bike, new setup, and we transferred over to Metzler tires for. Uh, 2023 which i was a bit dubious about because previously well for a long time we've ran dunlops and i've got the feel for them and some people like them some people don't but going to the metzlers i'd use pirelli's at you know doing british super stock and things like that and i can't say i'm the the greatest fan on a short circuit you know like just for the movement you get and things so with that in mind going the tt yeah i was a bit nervous about that but the feel i got from them was fantastic you know i could feel everything the bike's doing and um yeah we had done i think the day before the super bike race maybe last qualifying done like a 29 to something like that on my own just going around and not doing anything ridiculous and they come back in and said uh, 29 to that i thought yeah that's quite easy that you know <laughs> not saying i can do it for six laps but we yeah, yeah. you know it, it felt really so that was a surprise and i thought i'm really confident for this this race here so we set off for the super bike race and we had um the pit, first pit board I get is at um, between Sulby Bridge and uh, and the pub. Yeah, Martin Knighton does that one there. I know Martin. Yeah, um, you know he does a, a great job there, and it was like P eight or something like that. I thought, well, I've not done nothing special in that, you know, from on that run. Um, so we'll we'll crack on as we are, and every pit board I got another one at um, what's it called, Gooseneck. Yeah, my dad was up there, so and a few of the other lads. So. And every pit board I was in the top 10, I thought, we're, we're actually doing this. You know, I'm comfortable as we are. <clears throat> pit stops went 
went well. We've got uh, Greenall Racing on board this uh, for this year. They've been spannering on the bikes, and, and they've got their own kind of team within our team. You know, the 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 family um, all come together. They know how they work, and they do the pit stop. You know, you know, we got Matt on the visor, and they got Angus on the fuel, and um, everyone's got their own job. They yeah. just know how it works. Mm -hmm. And in actually in the super Experience. twin race, yeah, 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 very. So in the super twin race, we actually had the fastest pit stop which we kind of calculated fuel wise and just it just works like clockwork and it's just down to me to you know hit the button and get away smoothly so um i'm just trying to think what your question was oh yeah the crash so yeah we got <laughs> Don't uh, avoid it. yeah we the under the green holes i had a pit board over the pit wall you know that's like the final one up until martin again at uh at ginger also yeah. yeah lap uh lap six everything was going well felt comfortable um and then just came out of um out of glen ellen up towards uh Sarah's cottage and as you go left it's kind of when you're on it like it's just one movement in it you know from right uh, yeah. left to right and whether i just touched the brake on the on the white line i didn't think i'd done anything different um maybe i was on a tighter line or something i've not actually seen any um any photographs or video of it so i you know i've got no yeah but i just Touched the brake and, and down it went as I went in. And I was like, oh. Going, in, going into the right hand. Yeah. Into Sarah's, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. as lucky for me, but not for Robin, the, the bike hit a telegraph pole and I hit the, the oh. air fencing. So, if it was the other way around, you know, it would have been a different story. Mm. But they picked the, the marshal did a great job, got the bike out of the way and, and propped it up. And I sat there on a deck chair, you know, well pissed off with myself. Mm. And just, they're asking questions, marshals and, and things, make sure, making sure I'm all right and stuff. And I looked at the bike and I thought, it actually looks all right, that. Ooh, I think we've got away with that. That was the good side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got oh, it. Dad yeah. tell me. Yeah. The, <laughs> not this time, thank God. Uh, but yeah, got it uh, got it recovered back and got it out of the van. I thought that definitely was the good side, the left. <laughs> Look at the right and it was, uh, yeah, it needed a, a few bits. So, yeah, but like I said, you know, it, it's what you do then. You either put that bike back in the van and, and forget about it or have a chat about it. And like I say, it's, I don't like, I appreciate everything I get through racing, you know, whether it's sponsors or products or, <clears throat> or whatever it is. So I can't say, are we, you know, are we having a new bike or what? You know, which, yeah, is, yeah. you know, so luckily like Robin stepped in and, and Lindsay Hurst and, and Sean Dawson, all the sponsors and things like that, which, um, you know, all came together and, and got the bike repaired. So, you know, ready for the super stock race on the Tuesday, which was a massive task because it, you know, when things don't look too bad, you strip it down and then there's something behind that and yeah. something else, yeah. you know, you start it up and then the radiator drips a bit and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it was a massive task for the, like the, the green holes to, to rebuild that bike and a massive task for, for Robin, Sean, Lindsay, everyone to come together to, help funding it finance yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's you know it just down to me with a bit of uh, skin off my back and go and ride it again which after all that you know it, it does take it was a super stock race and it took me a, a bit of time to <clears throat> get back on it and try and get back up to that speed <clears throat> which i didn't you know mm -hmm. at first the, the super stock race was a bit disappointing well both of them really so we luckily we got you know a twin race and 600 and all that before the senior so we kind of hit the ground running with the senior i thought this this is it you know it's the last race let's see what we've got and yeah it kind of it worked out right you know it 
we changed the front tire to a harder front <clears throat> not really changed the setup of the bike but just making that change to the front i thought right i've, I've lost the front on a softer one let's just put a harder one in and see if it feels better we we made use of the uh the warm-up laps you know before the yeah. racing and stuff like that which was good for myself to get back into it and just test a harder front tire or, or whatever we needed to do you know so <clears throat> by the seeing it we kind of got like a a few of the gremlins out the way out the way and stuff like that i knew the bike was right um it was just down to me to ride it which you know which i did unfortunately i've always uh well not always but more often than not i'm asleep for the first lap maybe a touch <laughs> more so once i get that done is that, is that something you've got to i've got sharpen to, up yes definitely the yeah bike. the only yeah. time it's not affecting me was last year at the manx grand prix i set off in the race and i just went for it from the word go and if i hadn't done that i don't think i would have won the race because of how close it was i would probably have been 10 seconds behind yeah <clears throat> if not more so that's de something definitely i definitely need to work on and I think it goes back to like what we spoke to earlier, uh, spoke about earlier, like when you, the nerves and things like that. With me not being nervous on the start line, I don't think I'm G'd up enough. Or, enough. Yeah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So whether, <clears throat> you know, you see lads at World Championship and stuff like that, they'll get on a an exercise bike or whatever, get the heart rate up and mm. all that kind of stuff. Whether that would help, you know, it, it might be something I need to, to try and work on, you know, to try and... Uh, make that first lap more of a you know make it mean something because once yeah. you if you start your first lap in like p16 or something it takes some getting back doesn't it massive yeah yeah massive. so mm -hmm. we could talk all day and we, st we still haven't really touched on you're heading back to Macau for this year yeah so touch on that before steve gives right. you some quick fire questions just what's quickly. up steve what's no up? no just what's quickly up? is it you're at, stop it's it. been a good year for you yeah, you know, obviously, yeah. I know Chris tried to stick a knife in you at the start of the podcast, <laughs> saying, saying you crashed at the TT. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, Scarborough lap record on the Super Twin, you know, under the lap record on the Super Bowl on the big bike. Yeah. You know, you've been chipping away personal best through the TT. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been a flipping good season. You've already told us yeah. you're going to stay with Robin Croft and SMT. But obviously, there's one more hurdle for the end of the year, and that's Macau. That's it, yeah. Yeah, the... Um... Yeah, we've got that to come through, which I know it's a big uh, a big event for Robin. He's had massive success there with uh, <clears throat> great riders and stuff like that. So taking a wally like me over there, it's going to take some uh, <laughs> some steering around that fire blade. Yeah. But I think with the, I'm comfortable with the track. I enjoy it. Obviously, it's dangerous. So I've tasted a barrier there. and There's no forgiveness can, there, is there? No, none whatsoever. No. So if we can go enjoy the event, enjoy the... I know the, the fire blade will work around there um strange but like from the the first test we we went doing in Calafat in spain we've hardly not changed much on the setup even tt wise so it, it there's a a window we're in which it's like you know a few clicks here and there and and it's right so there's no reason why macau is not going to be any different so i'm looking forward to having a go around there on it to be honest i think uh yeah i've got a few laps advantage on a lot of the lads from last year who didn't go so let's go yeah. and, uh you know, let's go and see how it goes. Fair play. Come on, Steve. We've got some... I've got a little surprise for you. Oh! <laughs> right, we've got some quick-fire questions. Well, I have, anyway. Oh, they're, they're never a quick-fire with me. I need a, some consideration. No, no, it's easy. But go on, go on. It's quick-fire. Right. It's one of the... You'll, you'll get shouted at no, no excuses, right. no nothing. I'm going to ask you ten, ten different questions. And yeah. It's one or the other. Nothing else. I don't yeah. Any other explanation, nothing. <laughs> Lager or real ale? Lager. Football or rugby? Rugby. From Lancashire. It's got to be. Wigan, it's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. 
Lancashire, Lancashire or the Isle of Man? The Isle of Man. Ooh, that surprised me. Super Twin or Super Bike? Super Bike. Pineapple or never pineapple on pizza? Mm. No, I'd say never. No. Go and wash your mm. mouth out. <laughs> Carl Fogarty or John McGuinness? Lancastrians? Mm. John McGuinness. Foggy will like that. <laughs> uh, Ramsey Apin or uh, Sarah's Cottage? <laughs> Sarah's Cottage. <laughs> Lancashire Hot Pot or KFC? Right, I know you said no explanation or anything. Nope. The, the, nope. the only... We'll, we'll go, you can go we'll into this afterwards. This is dependent on the KFC gravy. Is it thick or thin? Uh, but we'll go yeah, Lancashire it's, Hot it's, Pot. It's, it's right. Good lad, good lad. <sighs> team Defabet's chief, Danny Horn, or Team SMT's chief, Robin Croft? <laughs> Well, based on what we're doing next year, it's no got to be, excuses, got to be Robin Croft. <laughs> right, I've never done this before. True or false? Oh, oh, okay, this oh, is Lanc Lancashire. Preston, Lancashire opened the first ever KFC in the UK. True or false? False. Wrong. What do you mean wrong? Surely it should be PFC. <laughs> Jelly Babers were invented in Lancashire. True or false? True. Correct. Preston Bypass was the first ever motorway in the UK. False. True. Was it? Lancashire Hot Pots. See, you could pots. be making this up. Yeah. Lancashire <laughs> Hot Pots' original recipe had oysters in it. True or false? False. True. <laughs> Not very good at this, am I? Blackpool Tower has a time capsule in the foundation <laughs> underneath it. True or false? It's not true or false, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Well, there you go. There's, not only is it a TT podcast, it's also a history lesson. <laughs> I got a bit, I got a bit <laughs> excited there about Lancashire. I've never Isn't really it? spent much time there and done much. Yeah. And, anyway, but I just thought... You found out a lot I about thought I'd give you a little test of that. <laughs> and you failed, Rob. It, it turns out I did, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get uh, many right there, so I need to... Uh... What colour rose is it up there? <sighs> is it a white rose? It's definitely not white. It's a red rose. How dare you? Yeah. Don't tar us with a white rose. Don't tar us with a red rose. you're wrapping this up. Job done. Rob, best luck on Macau, and we'll uh, we'll see you out on the thanks course at, uh, yeah. at the TT in 2024. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers for coming. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Steve, Rob Hodson, Lancashire man through and through, didn't know a thing about it, though, did he? <laughs> true or false? <laughs> they, weren't they all... They were all true. Do you know what? They were. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, hey, listen, but what, uh, what a family. Mm, I know, yeah. You know, he's obviously had highs and lows, you know, uh, as well. But flipping it, that's a that's a tough, tough kind of uh, career or racing career for mm -hmm. the whole family. It really is. Yeah, it? I think he's going to go pretty well next year as well. Yeah. Looking looking at what he achieved this year with his one thirty, I think he had four top ten finishes. So he was he was he was on it. Yeah, you know, best ever superbike result in the yeah. senior. Uh, good team, good setup. That nice and relaxed. Robin Croft runs a good setup, and uh, no, he's. Uh, I think he'll be well happy and, and pleased to see him staying there for twenty four. Well, that's it for this episode of the TT Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Steve and I will be back next week when we're speaking to Jenny Timmouth. Here's a little teaser of that episode. There's a team called KRP that was racing at the time, and their bikes were the best. You know, yeah. They were so fast and. Even if I thought I was good around the corners, 
Stephen <laughs> Lapple. They were, they, honestly, God, they were so much faster. I thought, there's not absolutely nothing I can do. I'm, and then I thought, I'm, I didn't know how to do this because it's just too hard. Yeah. But then I think the thought of it being harder makes you more determined. And, Spurred you on. Yeah, and I yeah. just got even more determined. And I thought, nobody's going to... Because nobody saw... I felt like nobody sort of saw what I was doing. I thought, well, nobody's going to come and help me. you got to do it yourself. I've got to do it myself. Yeah. If I still want to do it, I've got to dig in even harder. So I just dug in dug in even harder. That episode will be available next week on this podcast feed. Or, if you can't wait, it's available to watch for free right now on TT+. Head to ttplus.iomttracers.com and sign up for free. Bye for now. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>